Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is the Pulse of St. Louis. Welcome to the Pulse of St. Louis. I'm Shirley Washington. A Metro East music producer's anti-drunk and drugged driving video has gone viral on social media. Nick also produced it after his best friend, Doug Landers, was killed by a drunk driver. That driver was recently sentenced to serve time in prison. Landers' parents are pleased with the video. Take a look. So I've interviewed several people oh. who've been dealing with addiction their whole life off of heroin, Adderall, Coke, prescription drugs, anything. And this is what I came up with. You don't get it, I'm an addict, I'm addicted to the baddest, I'm afflicted with the static, got the itches for my matches, for my cigs, needles in the fridge, pills in the cabinet, the chills from not having it. You don't get it, I'm acquitted when I'm with it, the feeling I have ascended with the pills, with the meth. Joining me now, Deborah Nazari, she is Douglas's mom, and Christy Hosey, she is with, she's a victim service specialist with MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving in Illinois, and Nick Alsop, he is a dear friend of Douglas, and produced that video that you just saw. Thank you all so much for being here, I appreciate it. Deborah, let's start with you. Tell me about your son, Douglas. Douglas was a wonderful soul who really had a zest for life, much like Nick, um, and every moment that he was alive, he tried to just enjoy everything, whether it was his love of motorcycles, his love of music that he also shared with Nick, um, or just even hiking. Um, he would hike for hours with his dog, Molly. Yeah, and then tell me, how did he die? Um, April 1st, 2016, he was on his way to work at six o'clock in the morning on a Friday morning, um, and his life was cut short when somebody turned in front of him. Um, and it was a motorcycle versus a Nissan Armada, heavy SUV. Um, so he really had no chance. Um, but he, we were told that he did not have any sort of um, suffering during it, that he did die on impact. That had to be the worst day of your life. It was the worst day of our lives. Um, so I'm sure there will be others that um, are just as close to as bad, but not, nothing will ever be as bad. Yeah, and then you were in the courtroom. Yes. And the driver was sentenced. Yes, ma'am. I actually had to read our victim's impact statement about how Doug's life has, um, his death has affected all of our lives. Um, for one person to have to do that, it's very challenging. Oh, yeah. And then how has his loss impacted you and your family? Um, immensely. Um, so not just that he's not there every day. Um, but that he will never be there. We'll never hold his children. We'll never dance at his wedding. We'll never have any more family time with him. No more pictures with him in it. Just all sorts of never agains. Yeah, and that is so tough when you lose a, a loved one. And then how old was Nick? Uh, uh, Douglas was... Excuse uh, me, Douglas. <laughs> sure. Um, I think they were both the same age. <laughs> they were uh, 23 at oh, the time wow. of the accident. Yeah, so young. Yeah. Nick, your best friend. Yes. You lost your best friend. And how did that impact you? Heavily. Uh, actually, when I heard the news, I didn't believe it because it was April 1st, which was April Fool's. So 
it took a moment for, for it to kick in, and then I got heavy wind of that. Um, but yeah, I, I took it hard, and uh, that's what kind of led to me being able to express myself through music. So I wrote the song, and uh, it took me actually a while to release it. I produced it myself, filmed it myself, and, and then put it out there myself. So it took a while, but it all came from a really real place deep in the soul um, and from the loss of one of my best friends. Uh, so I'm happy with the way it turned out because it was a way to express myself that I didn't know how to at first because of the, just the situation was a lot to deal with. So I had to put uh, pen to paper and see what, what happened and what, what can come of that. And it's really intense, I, I appreciate but it has a powerful message. And you said that you were surprised by how many views yeah. it has gotten on social media platforms. Why did that surprise you? Uh, I guess if the expectations weren't that high at first. I wanted to release something just because I had felt the depth of the pain. And then I see these numbers climbing and climbing. And so I'm in the first day, and I think it was like 10,000 views, and I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> this is wild. And then now today I think it's at 65,000 and still growing and being shared. And so I've looked at several different pages, and uh, they've shared it, with, and they have multiple thousands of people sharing it. And then I see the messages and the responses, and that's the moment I knew that this is hitting the hearts of other people and may save lives or change other people. To that degree so and I, what I were some of the messages so some of the messages came in and they were just explaining to me their addictions and how they've overcome things and their losses with drunk driving and how the song helped them through some tough times and to me i'm just little old me i'm like wow yeah that's powerful so those messages really hit deep uh all stemming from my loss and and the pain of my loss and, and it was just it was it was nice to be able to get that out there to other yeah, people. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Christy, tell me about the latest statistics. What are we seeing on our roadways now as it relates to drunk driving? Um statistically drunk driving has kind of been stable um lately and um I work in victim services, so I had the pleasure of being with these two in the courtroom and was able to have been with Deborah for several years now, um, helping her through the, the difficulty of losing her son. And then what is your role? What exactly do you do to assist families like Deborah's? A really good way to explain it is I'm an advocate. I advocate on their behalf. I make sure that they have uh, anything they need, questions answered. Um, when you're going through the court system, sometimes it's the first time you've ever dealt with the court system, and that's a beast. So I come in and I'll explain it. I can keep explaining it multiple times. Um, I'm the person at the other end of the phone. When you call mad, I talk to families about their grief and their loss and just provide an outlet for them. And then what kinds of resources are available to families who are going through this process? It's a great question. Um, victim services uh, is basically the, the people on the, on the, in the court, one-on-one. -on -one. Um, that's available in Missouri, Illinois, throughout the country. And all they have to do is contact um, the MAD hotline. Uh, I believe it's 1-888-MAD-HELP. And that call will get them in touch with an advocate in their area, be it Missouri, be it Illinois. So do the families reach out to you 
and then the process begins? How does that work? We try to reach out to every family we see, but with HIPAA and that, it's very hard for us to find families sometimes. So we do send cards out if we find the family, but really word of mouth and um, state's attorney's offices and police, we want them to know that, hey, Matt is in your area. And Metro East, people, people kind of uh, are like, well, you don't have an office here. Well, we don't have an office here, but you, I do come down. I do make this area a priority. So tell me, how did you establish the relationship with Deborah and her family? Oh, wow. <laughs> Another great question. Um, I'm just who I am. I'm who I am, whether I'm working with a family or whether I'm at home with my family. So, so what I'm saying is, did you read about their story in the paper oh, okay. or see it on television? Then you reached Makes out to sense. them. How did that process? They found us. Oh, okay. They found us through Mad St. Louis. Uh, they wanted to do a walk, and I believe the walk was canceled due to weather or flooding. And they saw that Matt Illinois was having a walk right in O'Fallon, which is literally in their backyard. And they came to the walk and I reached out. They said, we're going to be in court, you know, in the upcoming week. And from then on, I, I was their contact, their person. Gotcha. So, yeah. Deborah, did you reach out to MAD? Um, my sister actually found MAD for us. She found the MAD walk in St. Louis that had been postponed due to the flooding. And then from there, I looked on their website and found the one in Metro East. So the one we got there, not knowing anybody, you know, and just doing this in, in memory for Doug, we just uh, built this relationship and found that we have been just good friends ever since the mm -hmm. beginning. Mm -hmm. That is so awesome, and it's good to have that resource and it that support is. system. What was it like for you, especially going through this process, which has been long? It has been long. It's, it was three years, seven months, and six days from the time of the accident until sentencing, um, which most people don't count <laughs> in months and days and years um, for things like that. But um, it was very grueling going through that, and if I, we hadn't had MAD, I think there would have been a lot more um, struggle with trying to, you know, deal with the grief and deal with the court process, which is constant continuances um, with seemingly without reason. Um, so it just goes on forever. She also helped with finding a counselor for myself um, when I was not able to just even pick up, you know, the phone to scroll through and find a counselor on my own. So I called Christy and she sent me a packet with a bunch of different, you know, options with my insurance. And so it's not just just that they come to court with us, but they also, if I send her a message on Friday at seven o'clock in the evening, not expecting a return call or anything, she was on it and called me back or texted me back pretty much immediately, mm. every time. That's amazing. It is. That is really amazing. Every family is unique that we work with, so whatever a family needs, I do my best to make sure they have the resource or at least a contact for what they need. I have. Um, made sure that a family had a Thanksgiving basket one year when they didn't have a Thanksgiving basket. And it's just, you never know what call's gonna come in, what that family's gonna need. So everybody is just evaluated when they call in and then I get to know them and get to know what their needs might be. Yeah, Nick, I know you expressed yourself through your music video. Did you also find a need to seek assistance from a counselor to help you deal with your grieving or to talk with the family or how did you process all of that? So. I process most of it through actually training. I do train, I, I'm a martial artist, so that helped me a lot, meditation and things. But talking to the family and being with the family, they actually hosted, I think it was Sundays, mm -hmm. they would have dinners with all his friends. 
and, and they would have everybody come out and it would just be a wonderful time. So I did go over there several times to help and talk and be with everybody and that helped tremendously. Yeah. And so uh, I do thank you for that, it was amazing. Deborah, what made you do that? That's such a great idea. Well, really God, um, the day that we were at the hospital and all these kids, uh, Doug's age, were pouring through mm. and coming to say goodbye to him. I heard in, in my head, and I know it sounds weird, but this is now your mission field. And so I talked to my husband and I said, these kids are too young to know how to grieve well. We need to help them. Yeah. Um, and that's where Sunday suppers came in. And we did that for about a year. A while. Um, until people started falling off. Um, really? You know, yeah. Yeah, we provided the main dish and drinks and then everybody else brought in some sides and we just hung out tried to help each other through it, you know, and it helped us too. It wasn't just to help them. It helped us a lot. And how did it help you? Um, it helped knowing we weren't alone um, in the grieving for Doug and that he wasn't forgotten. Yeah, that is so incredible. And did you hear stories that surprised you? Like from <laughs> <laughs> of course we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Well, I didn't know he did that. Uh -huh. Like, what yeah, did statute hear? of limitations yeah. had passed. Yeah. So, um, there was we a lot of stories. Yeah. Um, you know, there were some where, you know, they were, um, you know, out being kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, where they could have died themselves even sooner. And so thanking the Lord that they didn't before then. Um, and that, you know, so many of them um, struggled with things like addiction and stuff. Right. We just wanted to do. And I want to talk a little bit more about that. I've got to take yeah. a break. Stay with us. When we come back, we will continue the conversation. We are back in a moment. To hear more, listen to the podcast. Just search for The Pulse of St. Louis. Welcome back to The Pulse of St. Louis. Today we are talking about the importance of not drinking and driving. And the holiday season is coming up. There are going to be a lot of parties, Christy. A lot yes. of folks are going to be uh, going to those parties. There are going to be drinks there, we know. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so we just want people to take it easy and be careful, Start be responsible. Start planning your party before you party. Um, you want to have that designated driver, that Uber. Have that all in place before you take that first drink. Because at MAD, it's not about the fact that you're drinking. It's about the fact that you're taking this weapon, this vehicle, and putting it out on the roads. And you'll hurt yourself. You'll hurt, you can hurt other families. Look how it's destroyed. And this family. And, the, and look at the ripple effect of, you know, now Nick has to process his grief. Uh, one of their other uh, friends uh, turn to drugs and alcohol and so it's very important yeah to, to be responsible yeah be yeah. responsible absolutely for your family for your life mm -hmm. yeah absolutely for yourself yeah, yeah because when we were in the courtroom none of us walked out a winner you know there wasn't our side their side it was it was just this one incidence and this one choice and we all walked out losers. And how it impacts so many lives. Yes. One decision yes. can impact yeah. so many mm -hmm. lives. Yes, ma'am. And the thing about it is, this is preventable. It oh, is. 100% well, you have, preventable. You have these 100%. services. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uber, Lyft, you have a lot right. of those things. And MAD partners with um, Uber at this point. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's on a national level that they nice. partner with them. Nice, so. nice. So how does that work? Not exactly sure how that works, but I do know that they have that par partnership. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we know law enforcement are out every year yeah. around the mm -hmm. same time, oh, yeah. several times a year. They'll do these stop checks like you're seeing now mm -hmm. on the screen, and it's so important that they do that. And Nick, what do you hope people will walk away with after they view the video? Yeah. So I, I believe that after viewing the video, you get to see, I did three pieces of it. 
Uh, you get to see the first is mainly addiction, second is drunk, uh, drinking and driving, and the third is the part of the redemption, you know, getting yourself back. So I hope they go through the journey of the song, and they begin to relate to it, and if they're struggling, it helps them, but if not, they can see it in others. Because that's why I set the party scene the way it is, because we think it's harmless. Three of our friends, buddies of us, hanging out, drinking, and then it turns to a big party, and then these other things, and then... You see it turns into addiction and these and drinking and driving and so I can hope to see that uh, people my age 26 uh, younger older will be like okay maybe we have these services we can use maybe we could be a little bit more responsible uh, because there's so many people suffering from the pain of loss this song hopefully cannot make a, a difference I, yeah. I think so. yeah what is your hope for the song uh, I, I, <laughs> I have big dreams and hopes for it uh, I wanted to reach, uh, this could sound wild, but I wanted to reach over a million views. And my first is 100,000, uh, only because I want more, pe more people to see that a, a, a young person in hip hop is doing a positive message. There's a lot of stuff out there that's fun to listen to, but doesn't give that message I'd like to send out there. So uh, that's the main thing I wanna do. So I have actually received other inquiries for me to help with other businesses that are that are out there doing things to make uh, awareness happen so, so it has done a lot sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but yeah. tell me about the people in the video are these your friends or are these actors because they were really good yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, these like hollywood actors who are these people yeah so they're all my friends <laughs> no way <laughs> every single no way. every single person in the video is my friends wow uh and the rehearsal was was insane to say the least so I don't know if I don't know if I sent you this, but this entire video took six months, six to seven months, from the very first person to every each and every scene. All my friends dedicated their time to make this happen. And in the second scene, the the car crash scene, I had makeup artists, I had all these different people coming out, gave me their time. I offered to pay, they gave me their time. That's so awesome. What a tribute to your son, Deborah. Absolutely. What was your reaction, your honest reaction when you first saw the video? Um, I was ugly crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, when I first saw the video, I just thought this could at least save one life yeah. mm -hmm. and it'll be worth it. And the messages I've been getting are, I think, reaching out yeah. in a way that I never thought they would. But back to that, the, the first actor, that's my voice. So he had to learn my, yeah, he had to learn my rap, uh, John Stewart. He put his heart and soul into it. And he's one of my best friends too. He goes way back with us. And he came to me and I'm nervous. Cause I'm like, these are my lyrics, that, you know, and we're about to shoot this and I hope we don't have to reschedule and all this and nails it. And I get chills, you know, from that. And so I just, I, I think if I can, I thank everybody on the cast and the crew for helping me out. Uh, couldn't have done it without him. What an honor and what an awesome job. I mean, I watched it from start to finish more than once. <laughs> and each time I was more and more amazed. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes, I mean, what a powerful message. Thank you. And especially now is so important. Yeah. It's like, as we just talked about going into the holidays. Oh, yeah. And Deborah, you were saying that, you know, from the Sunday suppers, 
that the stories that you heard yes. about how some of the children or young people were drinking right. and probably doing some other things that they sh shouldn't be doing, but they right. were doing it, and that's reality. I mean, that's life. Absolutely. People experience things. I get that. Yeah. Um, did you have a conversation with them about, okay, let's be responsible, guys? Oh, for sure. Yeah. We mm. even told them, I don't care if it's 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. If you don't have a ride, you call me. I might be a little irritated, but I will come <laughs> get you. I would rather get that call than the other call. Mm. Right, yeah. right, right. And, that, and that's, a, that's a painful call to get. It as is. You know. It is. As yes. you know. Yeah. For sure. So when you were in your darkest moments, what was that like for you? For me, that was um, not getting out of bed. It was not going to work, not even taking care of personal needs like showering. Um, those were the darkest days. Um, I still have them once in a while, but not as bad as before. Um, I still call his phone. Um, I still sleep with something beside me of his. Um, I'm carrying his wallet right now with me. He comes with me everywhere. So um, that helps. That helps in all the good memories. There's just so many. There's too many to even count. But um, one of his friends just found a flash drive just <laughs> the other day with pictures we haven't seen yet. So. We're, um, he's making a copy of that for me, and we're going to uh, definitely probably cry a lot <laughs> while we look through them, but it'll be good. What are some of your favorite memories of your son? Oh, favorite memories, just even just sitting in the living room and talking. You know, just uh, about a week before he passed away, we were actually on the porch uh, talking, and it was one of the deepest conversations we'd had, you know, so... The last week was very sweet. We had his favorite dessert. Mm. We had his favorite meal. Just all sorts of different favorites and deep, deep conversations that I'm so thankful for. Yeah. Nick, do you have memories that stick out in your mind with you and Douglas? I do. Yeah. Doug uh, was in uh, my history class. and In high school? No. When we were junior kids. High. Junior high. Junior high? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And... Uh, so I'll, I'll be quick on this. He was drumming on the desk. And I was like, I just picked up a guitar. I'm going to go talk to this kid. So I just walk over to this kid in the middle of class and say, hey, would you like to be my drummer? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and so that, that day, I go tell my parents, take me to get my guitar and drive over to their house. And so I didn't know how to play guitar at the time. <laughs> I just knew I had a guitar. He probably he didn't a, know how to play the drums either. Had, right, and he had drums. And then we told the, we told the parents, we're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do the talent show. <laughs> and then Sean, uh, his dad, said, you guys should. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> so we, we got a band together, and that's kind of how uh, our memories, where they spawned from is our music. Got a band together, and we played shows. We did the talent show. We rocked out their house. <laughs> more a more lot of times. Time. Yeah, yeah, and... And so as we as we get older, we keep doing that. But uh, the one thing that everybody everybody can always say about uh, Doug is that his smile from ear to ear. That's that's the thing that you saw about Doug. So, and uh, that's the one thing I always will remember, and I always will keep with me. Yeah. And you know, I didn't get the chance to know Doug, but through these two, they have brought Doug to me, and now he is a part of me. Mm -hmm. And that is a beautiful gift that these families can give uh, to me. And as MAD, we, that is precious to us. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And you, young lady, get a beautiful <laughs> gift too. To the families and everyone you that you work with. Well, they with. say you're either born with it or you're yeah. not. Right. <laughs> so, right. after 12 years, I think I'm, I'm pretty good. Oh, <laughs> I hope. From my, from oh, that thought, yeah. Nick. I got to take a break. Don't mean to cut you off. <laughs> Stay with us. We will be back in a moment, and we will tell you how you can get involved. Stay with us. Back after the break. After the break. <laughs> Welcome back. I know you want to know how you can get involved, so we're going to tell you right now. So, Christy, how can people get involved with MAD? We want people to get involved. Uh, MAD.org, check us out on the web. Um, you can call the St. Louis MAD, the Illinois MAD. We're all there. We, we need you to get the message out, and so we, we love our volunteers. And Deborah has stepped up uh, to help with the uh, Walk Like MAD, which is our signature fundraising event, and that will be happening in the fall in the Metro East area. Nice. Okay, Nick, how can people find your video? All right, so you can go on uh, uh, Facebook and type in Nicholas Alsup and find my music page there. I do have a website, www.sifumusic.com, and so that's S-I-F-U music.com. And you can go there and find it as well, um, and then just pretty much Facebook and YouTube. So. All right, and Debbie, you're excited about the event coming up? Absolutely. Um, it'll be the first time that I've been directly involved with coordinating the Ma Walk Like Mad events. Um, and these, these funds raised go to help serve everybody um, with victim services specialists and being able to come to court and stuff with us. Perfect. Thank you all so much for being here. And thank, thank you. you for joining us for the Pulse of St. Louis. I will see you next time. You guys did a great